0: She will go down in history as one of America's great women. And I know that you're anxious to hear her, whatever she might want to say. She's been kind enough at each one of these meetings to help me on this program. And I didn't want to impose on her tonight. But I asked her if she she didn't want to do anything but get up and introduce herself. Would she do that? She said, I'll do anything you want me to do. So, Marty, will you please come up? Al. It's true, I couldn't refuse Al, even though I hadn't planned to speak tonight and even though I think this was a more than adequate program. I feel a little bit like a pointless period. I've sat here listening to the three speakers that have made up this program and I've been deeply impressed. And I thought as they were talking of how difficult it is to say what A.A. is. It is so much to so many. It is so many different things to so many different people. But there's one thing that came through each of the three talks, and it would have with Al if he'd given his story, and it would with me if I told mine. A.A. is the bridge whereby the law become fun. All of us were lost. That's what alcoholism does to It's been called the loneliest disease. And I think you heard in what each one of these men said, each with their different backgrounds, each with their different lives, the loneliness came through, the feeling of separation. You know, the moralists and the clergy, and the churches, and many of the people for hundreds of years have looked upon this as a sin, a terrible sin. Alcoholics were sinners. Alcoholism was a sin. I found this very difficult to bear as I came to learn what it really was. A difficult and complex illness A sickness of body, mind, and soul. A condition beyond the control of the person who had it. A thing that no one seeks. No alcoholic ever set out to become an alcoholic. No one ever sought alcoholism. It came upon them when they were seeking things that other people also seek. Just remember... That when alcoholics start drinking, they're doing what everybody else is doing, too. They aren't committing a crime. They're not doing anything peculiar. They're not doing anything that is against all social custom and acceptance. They're doing what everybody does. They don't start out to become the kind of people that alcoholism makes them. The kind of people that gain only the contempt and the hostility of the rest of the world as their alcoholism progresses. When I began to learn this, after I discovered that what was wrong with me was called alcoholism, I felt a deep resentment at those people who persisted in blaming it on the alcoholic, calling the alcoholic a sinner, and speaking of this terrible condition which had come upon us against our own wills and without any desire on our part, as a sin. Because I felt that sin must be something that you chose. The whole fact of this was the power to choose between right or wrong, or good and evil. And the alcoholic has no power of choice. That is the nature of alcoholism, the loss of the power of choice over whether to drink, when to drink, where to drink, and how much to it? And so I couldn't see it. Some years ago, it must be about ten years ago, at one of our annual meetings of my organization, we had an Episcopal bishop as our main speaker at our luncheon. I seem to be joining this procession of Episcopalians up here. And this bishop talked on sin. This was at a meeting of the National Council on Alcoholism. And when he was finished, he had resolved many doubts in many minds, beginning with my own. For he had a definition of sin, which not only made sense to me, but gave me some understanding of how that word could be applied to alcoholism. He said that in his belief, sin was separation. Separation from God, and therefore separation from man. To put it in my words, sin means that you've either been kicked out or you've walked out on the human race. You've resigned from it. Many of us who have been through alcoholism don't believe that we resigned. We know we were kicked out. Many of us continue our drinking, I think, far longer than we otherwise might, because we do not believe there is anyone who will let us come back. We are the lost. We are the separated. We are those who have lost the ability to communicate with others or to be communicated with. We're on the outside, looking in maybe, but looking in through thick glass. It's quite likely that nothing might have come along that would have shown the way Back into the human race and back into contact with our Creator if AA had not come into being. But this is what it really is. This is the means by which the alcoholic finds acceptance back into the human race. Acceptance by people like himself who were also separate, who were also lonely, who were also Rejected. Unwanted. Unloved. And here is a group that opens their arms. And that says, come in, you're one of us. You belong here. You're wanted here. More than that, you're needed here. Because AA says to every newcomer, we need you. We need more workers. Come in and get sober so you can go out and help others. There are so many whom we haven't reached yet. We need all those we can get. And for the first time, perhaps in many, many years, the alcoholic is no longer separate. This, I think, is what the essence of AA is. This bridge that restores the law to the human race. And at the same time, Heals the separation between the lost soul and God.